0: Welcome to Cab World, first off the rank for news, reviews, and interviews from the world of taxi, private hire, and chauffeur drive. This is episode number five. Coming up, we will look at government support for COVID-affected drivers, but also what about support for cab companies themselves? We'll look at vaccinations, COVID vaccinations, and the priority potential for uh, for cabbies, and we'll have some Uber related chat, um, and then some exciting news about electric vehicles. After the news section, we'll cover what's on with a list of events that are currently programmed for the UK. So as we record, the UK remains in its third COVID lockdown, so this is still very much the big story that affects our trade more than anything else. Vaccinations are being rolled out and rules are being tightened for visitors coming to the UK, including UK nationals returning from abroad. So hopefully, William, that means there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Is that how you feel?
1: Yeah. Hi, Loki. How are you? Uh, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I think once we get these vaccinations out, um, hopefully we can get drivers involved in that and um, we can get the vaccination going. I see there's a couple of companies are... doing some sort of deals to help the customers in the over 80s and 70s to get down to the vaccination and get the injection. And the sooner we can get everybody injected and get back to some kind of normality, because the trade's certainly taking a beating at the moment.
0: Absolutely. Normality. That would be that would be nice. I think we're all absolutely craving that. Um, so we're going to start off at the news section. We're going to start off uh, in uh, in Scotland, um, looking at uh, an item relating to Scottish drivers. So this is uh, a news item that we've covered over the last few episodes, uh, and there's been a bit of a, a turnaround, thankfully. So. Taxi and private hire drivers who have already received state benefits at any time since March this year will now be eligible for a £1,500 business support grant as long as they meet the remaining criteria. So that's a bit of a a turnaround. Previously, uh, as I understand it, drivers who claimed for any sort of benefits were ineligible, but that's now changed.
1: Yeah, I think when it was announced at first um, they had said that any driver that had benefits um, was not going to be getting this or they were going to be taxed on it and it would it would stop the benefits that they were getting. Again, I know that speaking to a number of the, the owners, because there's a number of people who own the vehicles and the drivers just hire the vehicle from owners of fleets. So the owners of fleets, um, they're not getting any help at the moment either. And I'm not talking about owners of companies, but just guys that, you know, their business is, you know, running half a dozen taxis or 20 taxis, whatever the case may be. Um, And I'm pretty sure this is the same all over, um, that people that have got these vehicles are not getting any help, or very little help, if anything at all. And sadly, they've still got to keep the cars insured, keep them road tight, keep them up ready for tests. It's definitely,
0: definitely tough. tough, definitely tough. I think um one of the things that we have have covered in in previous episodes is what's happening in in Scotland, you know what's happening in in Wales, what's happening in Northern Ireland. I think we're we could put our hands up here and say we've maybe been a bit guilty of neglecting. Our, um our friends uh, in england um possibly because of the the size and population of england it's it, it's more fragmented it's more difficult to try and pick up on um you know how drivers are are being um assisted um financially uh, south of the border so um just wondered uh, william if you had heard anything in that
1: Either. Yeah, um, we got a few uh, uh, remarks on our Facebook page, Cab World on Facebook, and a few of the guys from down south have come back to us to say that, you know, Scottish taxi drivers are getting £1,500, you know, fantastic compared to, I know the guys in Manchester at the moment are getting absolutely nothing, and there's a whole load of councils all over England that are doing nothing, I see Doncaster and I think Swindon were giving £500 to their drivers, mm-hmm. Um Although it's a help, I mean it's very little help. Do you know, what I mean, you know, even the fifty hundred pound they're given up here, you know, it's less than a month's wages for these MPs. Do you know, what I mean, it's probably less than a bloody week's wages for them. But you know, to give this to taxi drivers, at least it's something. Do you know what I mean? I know that south of the border, as you say, is very fragmented, different councils doing different things, and these guys down there desperately need help. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually, I, I don't know if I'd said, but I had seen somewhere um, on one of the the social medias that someone had put the got a car repoed, um and it, it sold at auction for I think it was fourteen thousand. Now I'm not I can't quite call the near, the, the the year of the cab. But it was a black London cab, mm-hmm. and it was sold at auction for fourteen thousand, and they'd seen it in the local dealer. For twenty five thousand up for sale, you know this is how hard that is for these guys. You know that some people are getting a cab, re, you know, repoed. Mm-hmm. England need to do more for the taxi drivers. They definitely need to do more as a country and not just as a local council. They really need to do more for these guys down there. They need all the help they can get.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds that way. Uh, and you know, we welcome you know more feedback from uh, from our, our listeners in in England. Let us know your thoughts. Get in touch, as William said, through our Facebook page. Give us your comments, uh, and we'd love to to air them in uh, in a future episode. So stay in touch. So you know we've done a fair bit of talk about uh, drivers themselves, but uh, something that's hit the news uh, recently is about you know taxi companies themselves and what sort of assistance are they getting. So there's one um, piece that really caught my eye, and it's a an Aberdeen a taxi boss who's pleaded for government support for the sector after he revealed that his firm has been rejected from every round of funding since the pandemic began. So the taxi boss in question is is Russell McLeod, who is the managing director of Aberdeen uh, taxi company Rainbow City Taxis. He has applied for different schemes at various points since the first COVID-19 enforced government shutdown. However, because the firm has been able to continue trading, the only impact on the business has been fewer customers. So Rainbow uh, taxis have been knocked back every time it's applied for funding. So individual drivers, as as we've said before, have been able to take advantage of grants of £1,500. But uh, Russell McLeod has also made use of the, the furlough scheme. However, he fears that the pandemic will end up taking a devastating toll on his firm. So it's good to hear from the taxi companies themselves, um, as opposed to just the drivers. I mean, we keep hearing that we're all in this together. And I think the taxi companies are, are often forgotten about here. Um, just wonder what your thoughts on that story are, uh, William.
1: Yeah, well, the likes of myself. I mean, we've got a 3rd our fleet, at least, uh, actually laid up now. Um, we've we'll put the vehicles off the road um, because there's no drivers for them. Um, I, I, you know, we, we're speaking with councils and asking, you know, what is the position with this? Um, do we need to get these vehicles tested? We have a couple, and I, another thing that came to my, my attention this week was that a couple of drivers, um, even chauffeur drivers have come in with these eight-seaters, and they're sitting there saying, how long is it going to be f- before we actually allow people up to eight in the one vehicle? That That's not going to be happening this year that anybody can see. It's just not going to happen. And it's bad enough, you know, the moment we're running, I think, one, maybe two passengers max in our vehicles. So, you know, these guys with the bigger buses and things like this without any screens between them, they're, they're just not going to get using those vehicles. So, as a fleet, you know, and I, as a company, I mean, I, I know, I mean, we're di- absolutely devastated with the, the amount of hires that we've lost at the moment. They've just disappeared, absolutely disappeared. Um, drivers have disappeared because there's no work for them. You look at the evenings, there's nothing after 6 o'clock, Lockie, that, you know, mm. I went from, you know, maybe having 50, 60 drivers out midweek um, in an evening down to about three drivers if I'm lucky
0: but there's nowhere. nobody's going anywhere. No, uh well we're not allowed are we? That's the that's the problem. I mean it is it is government enforced uh and you know it's a stay at home policy. It just um it makes life really difficult. I think unless you can adapt your business, maybe get involved in um you know, um, logistics, moving moving parcels or moving food, just anything to to boost your paid miles as a as a driver and as a, a taxi company, then otherwise it really is a struggle.
1: Yeah, it is. And I know that a number of drivers, <laughs> it's funny because when you speak to the gaffers of these companies, you know, before this pandemic came along, uh, you know, trying to get a taxi driver to get in door. Now he's quite happy to go into a shop, pick a parcel up, and go and deliver it to the door. <laughs> like, That's right. That's right. You know, but uh, it, it's
0: it's good. I mean, uh, let's be honest. I, I think the I think this is here to stay. I think we're we're just going to see taxi drivers um, now getting used to routinely carrying parcels or or delivering food, and you know, it's no bad thing.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. The taxi trade is going to change uh, unbelievably. Um, drivers are going to be doing things that they never thought they'd be doing in the past, they're going to be doing them in the future um, and it's just a, the sign of the times people are, uh, people now want to sit in the house and read a phone or use an app to get things brought to them that's not going to change any longer
0: that's right, no I think it's definitely here to stay but just to finish on um, the Aberdeen story that we just said, it's, uh, it's great that um, We've had Russell McLeod uh, come out and, uh, and and be quite public about his yeah. his his concerns and his opinions, uh, you know, because uh, you know unless we've got people speaking out, then the word just won't get out, and uh, and these these companies and these issues will be forgotten about. So, as as uh, Russell said, every company like ours is in the same boat at the minute, and it really has yeah. been a yeah, struggle. Absolutely. So. Um, so from one taxi boss to another, we've got uh, a taxi boss leading the call for drivers to be given priority access to a COVID-19 vaccine. So Shaz Salim, who's the chairman of the Dudley Private Hire and Taxi Association, says that cabbies are risking their lives every day and never know which one of their passengers is carrying COVID-19. So he's making the point that taxi drivers should be increased in the order of priority for getting a COVID-19 vaccination, and he puts forward a, a fairly strong case with... 8,000 drivers uh, within the association that uh, he represents, uh, and 40% of them just now are not working because of the the big fall in demand. You know, he's he's looking for for some action here just to try and, you know, improve the environment for, for drivers. And this is backed up with real data. He's got data from the Office for National Statistics, which has showed that deaths among male taxi drivers, is stood at a rate of 101 per 100,000, while for bus and coach drivers, the number drops from 101 to 70. So there's quite a difference there. But, you know, these drivers are invariably, you know, they're looking for job after job and they are definitely exposing themselves to risk so that's a story that i think we're going to be watching quite closely just to see if there's any response to this just to try and make the the working environment which we all know is is really difficult right now but just to try and make it a little bit safer and get these drivers up the 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 queue up the priority list for uh, for covid vaccinations
1: Yeah, it's one of the things that we had ourselves recently in the last couple of weeks. Uh, We've had a lot of the old deers uh, phoning for taxis to go down for the vaccination. And the drivers are taking these people down. And we all do respect, you know, they're they're in their 80s, so they need all the help and assistance they can get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're just hoping that they don't actually have this virus um, as you're helping them in and out the vehicle.
0: Yeah yeah it's it's uh, definitely definitely a risk um and a lot of taxi companies i, I know have have invested quite uh, significant amounts of of money in uh, you know installing screens and masks and hand sanitizer and so on but at the end of the day you you're definitely still at risk yeah. uh, doing yeah. the job that that we, that we do so um <clears throat> moving on from uh, from there we've got a couple of stories now that uh, Involve Uber, so we're going to move. As always, as always well, they're, as always ne- they're always never easy. they're never far away from uh, from the headlines, are they? Um, and in this case, uh, our first story is about um, uh, a group of taxi companies who've lost uh, a court bid to try to uh, remove Uber and Lyft uh, licenses uh, from the Canadian province of uh, British Columbia. So, a group of taxi companies have got together um, nine of them in in fact uh, from uh, Vancouver and they filed a petition asking the Supreme Court to quash the decisions of the provincial passenger transport board uh, for allowing ride hailing companies to operate. Now, the cab companies argued that the board 's decisions were patently unreasonable in part because they allowed Uber and Lyft an unlimited fleet size, whereas, by comparison, the number of taxis is capped. So that seemed to be their their main argument. However, Justice Sandra Wilkinson says uh, in a written ruling this week that the board carefully considered fleet size and decided not to limit ride-hailing cars, but left the issue open for future review. So... In summary, I think that's that's another win for uh, Uber and Lyft in this case. So moving on to the next uh, item, this is a bit closer to home this time. We've got a group of London cabbies who plan to sue Uber for damages. So a group of London cabbies is planning to sue the ride hailing firm Uber for millions of pounds, for an alleged breach of taxi rules. A reported 4,000 taxi drivers are taking uh, Uber to court for damages, claiming that the firm operated unlawfully over a six-year period. The group, represented by uh, a law firm, um, alleges that Uber violated London's private hire rules between the years 2012 to 2018, uh, black cab drivers claim that the alleged breach of regulations undercut them and resulted in a significant loss of earnings. So Uber has denied any wrongdoing, saying that it operates lawfully in London and that the allegations against them are completely unfounded. However, RGL Management, a litigation firm which is helping the, the cabbies with the lawsuit, says that full-time drivers could claim for around 25 1000 pounds each in lost earnings for the six year period when Uber is alleged to have broken the rules so the group is aiming to bring the case to the high court early next year but that's a significant amount of money um and good luck with that um 25000 yeah. yeah. pounds william what do you think
1: yeah. great if you can get it i just don't see it happening i'm afraid i just uh, i'm sorry i just uh, i think yeah, I'd love to see them win their case and you know, particularly at the moment when they need every penny they can get. But I, I just don't see it happening. Um Uber's yeah. getting too big. They're not just a, a UK business, you know, they're they're worldwide. And all these app companies are coming along and doing the same thing. I think we've seen something this week. It was it bolt that bought over a company somewhere? And um I can't mm. remember where that was. I remember seeing something about that. Um and then Turkey, did Uber not get into Turkey in some way? And some of the was it Istanbul.
0: Yeah, I did read about that. And uh, I think I think, well, my recollection of the story is that this was largely driven by the fact that the drivers out there have been, well, they've earned a reputation for overcharging um, in some cases. And uh, and ultimately, what the public were looking for, certainly the um, tourists were looking to be able to book from A to B and get a fixed price, so that they um, they're there's, there's minimises the risk of of being overcharged. Yeah, so I think, I I think, think that's what's fair, attracted people to uh, to to look at Uber in this. Yeah, case.
1: I think to be fair, though, everywhere you go and every time you speak to tourists, they always think the taxi driver's robbing them for some reason. This is the only job in the world that you go the extra mile. People complain.
0: <laughs> That's very true, but you're right. And 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 look, uh, you know, I'm I'm not immune to that. You know, I'm always, I'm always wondering about um, you know this uh, experience when you travel to, you know, another country. You don't know the the lay of the land. You, you you've got no idea where you're going. And you just think, uh, you know, what's going to yeah. happen here? You've just got to put your trust fully in uh, in the taxi driver and hope that he's going to go the right way and uh, and not overcharge you. And I'm sure in, in virtually every case, that's exactly what happens. There's just the odd one that spoils it for everyone else.
1: Yeah. Actually, I remember being in Barcelona at one time on a cruise ship. I come off a cruise ship in Barcelona and we get in a car to take us to our hotel. And it took us in a 10-minute journey. And when we dropped us at the hotel, I could actually see the cruise ship. <laughs> I fell have had my head in the hotel. But to be fair to the driver, it was a one-way system that you had to go all the way around to get to this hotel. But had he just said to his listeners... <laughs> oh,
0: know. yeah. Oh, it really in your throat, doesn't it? I had a, I had a similar yeah. experience in, uh, I think it was in Nice last year, you know, flying to the airport... Then get a, a taxi to the to the hotel, and I think it was something like ninety euros. But exactly as you said, you could actually walk out the terminal, and you could see the hotel. Uh, you could almost walk there. But uh, to make matters worse, there was a tram that would have gotten us there for you know six euro or something <laughs> yeah. like so I did violated but hey, I'm sure we've yeah. uh, we've all got stories anyone else with a story um get in touch our, yeah, uh, yeah, Facebook page you know let's let's Absolutely. um let's share this uh this sort of information so don't uh, don't hold back get in touch so um moving on to our our final piece in the news section some exciting news about car battery technology um we have got an interest in electric and and hybrid vehicles, and we're going to come on to uh, to something in a in a moment that is related to this. But um, batteries capable of fully charging in five minutes have now been produced in a factory for the first time, which um, clearly marks a, a significant step towards electric vehicles becoming as fast to charge as it is to refill the the tanks of a petrol or diesel vehicle. So that is a, a, obviously a huge milestone. So electric vehicles are a vital part of action uh, to tackle the climate crisis. Uh, but running out of, of charge is... I think we all recognise the big drawback uh, with any electric vehicles. It is a, a worry for drivers, and um, what is it? Rain, range anxi- anxiety, I think, is the yeah. is the yeah. term that's used. So, these new uh, lithium-ion batteries were developed by an Israeli company, Store Dot, uh, I believe they're called, and they're manufactured in in China on a standard uh, production line now. So, the technology has already been proven. Um, as extremely fast charging, and it's already been used in devices such as mobile phones, drones, and uh, electric scooters uh, and and the like. So this is now being introduced uh, to car makers and uh, other companies. So uh, we've got Daimler, uh, BP, Samsung, um, are all invested in this uh, this battery technology business. So it looks to me as though it's going to be a name that we're going to become quite familiar with in the future. So batteries that can be fully charged in five minutes, that sounds fantastic. It's really what we all need. However, there's always a downside, and the downside appears to be that in order to charge these batteries in five minutes, this will require much more high-powered chargers than are currently used today. So there's the there's the problem. Um, effectively, our charging infrastructure is probably already out of date before it's even been installed. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <There's laughs> <an> got- issue.
1: <laughs> Although I've got to say that 100%, that is the way to go. It will be in the, the very near future uh, electric cars that we're all using. And these chargers will be hopefully at everybody's home. Um, hopefully they're easy enough in, you know, the public domain to be able to get in as your taxi driver to go and charge five, ten minutes, fill your car. Um, absolutely fantastic. You know, the, the sooner we get to that point the better. Um yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is um some something that we've discussed previously and we've mentioned uh Dundee. I think Dundee is a is a, a very good model for um, you know a city that's that's fully embraced electric vehicles. Uh, I mean, I don't know the, the the percentage of of vehicles up there operating as taxis that are fully electric, but I think it's quite high. Um, yeah. Potentially, yeah. you know, one of the highest uh, when you look at a national average, um, and I, I believe they've got some. Fairly clever uh, charging technology up there, including some curbside chargers which pop up uh, from the from the pavement when uh, when you need them and can uh, can hide back down in the pavement when when you don't. So some clever technology, and I think that's something we want to to learn a little bit more about. So any of our friends that are listening in in Dundee, um, get in touch. Let us know what it's like. How's life as a as a as a driver in in Dundee, and particularly if you're driving an electric vehicle
1: yeah very much so I think the man we're getting on the show and uh, our next um, podcast is going to update us quite a bit on electric vehicles and uh, hybrids and what have you and give us some good advice on what vehicle to buy and not to buy um, and that will be Stephen Porter from the Taxi Centre um, he's coming on and will be telling us all about charging vehicles and battery sizes and bore the life out of us what, is, what they can do. I think the, the, the main thing is the, the thing that people forget is if you get an electric vehicle and you can get it charged up, you're saving a lot of money on fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You're also saving a lot of money in servicing these vehicles because there's no engine in them. Um, so it's really just brakes and uh, a bit of uh, grease and oil, I would imagine, on the wheels to make sure they keep turning. But other than that, you don't have all the spark plugs or, you know... Diesel filters and PDFs and god DPFs is it they call them these DPFs that keep (laughs) clogging up. You're like, ah, you
0: know. Yeah,
1: I'm sure. I think absolutely. we've all been
0: there. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to miss those things. Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah, it'll be really good to have our, our first guest on the show. Um, that's in our our next episode, which will be uh, episode number six. So looking forward to that, and um, someone that uh, that that really knows what they're talking about, which will be a refreshing change. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Other than us too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's something to look forward to. Um, Beyond that, we've got uh, some some other industry experts uh, lined up who are experts in their, their field. Uh, but I don't think we want to say too much uh, about that at this moment in time. But uh, over the next couple of episodes more information will trickle out. So there's a yeah,
1: lot I would suggest to... to anybody that wants to come on the show, um, if they can contact us as well, if they want to come on and um, inform us about the, the products that they have or any information they want to put out there. Um, because, you know, Steve is going to come on, obviously, and promote electric cars. If somebody wants to come on and tell us why we shouldn't have them, then we're welcome to listen to their side of the story as well.
0: Absolutely. We, um, we, we, we like a balanced uh, opinion here. So yeah, absolutely. Get in touch. Um, You know, we want to hear from you, Uh, get your voice out there and get your message out there. And uh, and hopefully we can provide a a good platform uh, here at cab world uh, for you to do that. So that really brings us to the end of the, the news section. So, final section of the show just now is what's on covering events in the UK. So we've got a couple of changes. Um, There always seems to be changes because of uh, COVID uh, restrictions and uh, and delays and so on. So this is um, becoming a very fluid situation. However, uh, we've got uh, an event coming up in March, March 2021, uh, which is a a taxi summit. It's the UK's first digital taxi event. So this seems like a, a clever innovation. It's something that shouldn't be affected uh, because of COVID, because it's a it's a virtual summit. It's going to be held completely online. So I think it's fairly early days um there but uh within the next couple of months we will uh, have the the event there so we'll we'll trickle out more information on that and give the exact timings and date as they become uh, available to us then the next event that we have is the Scottish Taxi Expo which is currently scheduled for May 2021 um If there's any slippage on that um, due to restrictions, then we will, of course, be in touch and update everyone. There is one uh, bit of slippage that I have to report. Uh, We've had uh, the uh, organisers, our friends at Private Hire and Taxi Monthly. Their expo has been uh, postponed from May this year. Uh, The organisers hope to reschedule that for a date to be determined during September this year, September 2021. So yeah, that's a real shame. I, yeah, yeah it would be mean, great like, to see these
1: things. That, you know, we, we've all got to make a living, and certainly it would be great to see the Expo going ahead in September.
0: That's right. Um, yeah. So thanks to uh, Liza for getting in touch uh, with us to uh, to keep us informed there. And now the Scottish Taxi Private Hire and Chauffeur Awards. Unfortunately, there is some slippage there. Um, William, that was scheduled to take place in May, but you've got an update for us.
1: Yeah, the 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 May date looks as if it's just going to be too early. Uh, we're looking at it to reschedule that hopefully in October sometime. But again, um, we'll come back and confirm that in the next episode.
0: OK, thank you. So that's slipping to October by the looks of things. That's something to, to look forward to later in the year. And two more events to report on, uh, both concern the LPHCA. Um, Their national forum takes place uh, on the 6th of July. That's at uh, Emirates uh, Old Trafford. And their roadshow is scheduled to take place on the 30th of September. That's taking place in London at the uh, Marriott um, Hotel at Heathrow. So... We've got no other events to uh, report at this moment in time. So I think uh, at this point, we just want to thank you as ever for listening. We'll be back in another two weeks with more lively discussion and our first guest. Uh, So we're all very much looking forward to that and our message every week, it remains, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, The channel is there to do that via Facebook, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And I think in closing, we just want to thank you uh, again for listening to the show. Thanks for
1: listening. Yeah. And stay, stay safe. safe. 100% lucky.
0: In two weeks. Okay, All William, right. Thanks. good to Thanks. see Thanks. you. Most Thanks, evening. everyone. Bye.